You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain. With none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. Welcome to another episode of the Propane Fitness Podcast. Listen to that intro. Yeah, we uh, we went and had a special intro made, um, which is actually a lot harder than you would, than you would think to get recorded. Um, people seem to struggle particularly with pronouncing the word Yusef, uh, which I very much enjoyed. Yusef didn't enjoy it quite as much. So you've just got me today. Yusef is, I believe, studying for um, exams for medicine, which I, I've heard is a relatively difficult degree. Um, he makes a lot of fuss about it, to be honest. I think I think it's probably not that bad. But anyway, yeah, so he'll be back with us um, in the next few weeks. He has exams next week, so um, everybody wish him luck. And in the meantime, I am going to discuss one of the topics that was voted on in our Facebook group. So with that, a few things to mention. So if you don't already know, firstly, we have a free resource available on the website now which is 22 simple rules for dramatic results. So it's our our way basically of simplifying everything that we've learned in several sectors of our lives. So diet, training, strength training, specifically productivity, mindset, habits, and distilling it down into 22 simple rules. So 22 simple changes you can make today in order to accelerate change or reform your progress. And that's available for free on the website if you go to propanefitness.com. There's a big button in the middle that allows you to download it saying free ebook. So if you get that, you'll then be put on our email list and you'll get regular updates when the next podcast's release, etc. And there is also a chance to join our free Facebook group, which is Simple Fat Loss and Muscle Gain with Propane Fitness. So in there, we often host polls as the one we did the other day, which asks, what do you want us to talk about on these podcasts? You know, whenever we ask people what they would like us to do more of, Podcasts usually come near the top of the list. Um, but, you know, Yusuf and I, as you probably know, if you've been listening to this for a while, tend to end up discussing some pretty strange things or we tend to go off on tangents. So we want to direct it so that it's helping you as much as possible. So the number one topic that came up was maintaining nutrition strategies during high stress periods. So this isn't going to be super long this episode. Um, otherwise, I will lose my voice more than likely. But I'll, I'm going to discuss a few thoughts on that. And then when Yusuf is back to mark, um, hopefully, what will be a slightly more consistent period of podcast for us over summer, we're going to begin with um, a whole podcast of us discussing morally dubious, would you rather scenarios that everybody on the Facebook group sends in. So if you want to be part of sending those would you rathers in, and this, by the way, is not anything that we've chosen. This is what was voted on in the Facebook group that I mentioned. If you want to be part of voting on those would you rather scenarios, um, then go to Simple Fat Loss and Muscle Gain with Propane Fitness on Facebook, request to join, and we will add you in and you can add in anything you like as long as it's relatively PG. So the subject of maintaining nutrition strategies during high stress periods. So for those of you who don't know, um, prior to working in Propane Fitness, I worked for um, a large accountancy firm and was part of their grad scheme. So as a result of being part of a grad scheme in that kind of scenario, you end up doing um, 
exams or revising for exams in the evening around a full-time job. So while doing, trying to manage getting propane off the ground while trying to progress my powerlifting career, I also had um, exams to revise for in the evening and then a full-time job to go, th- to go to during the day. So I guess my point is, is that you know, this isn't like a, you know, cry me river type scenario. It's just me saying that I've had my first fair share of trying to maintain rigid diet protocols and setups to try and make weight for powerlifting competitions while also, you know, working long days, managing everything in my life around that. And sure, I know, you know, there are, there are far more stressful scenarios than the one I just mentioned, but for me, that's as stressful as it's, as it's got. So I'm going to share some stuff that I learned during that and then some advice that I give to my clients who go through similar scenarios to allow them to maintain nutrition goals when life stress is becoming more and more of a percentage of their total um, capacity to deal with things. So it's worth mentioning whenever you're discussing um, stressful situations to to remember this idea that mostly, um, at least on a very simplistic level, stress is equated at least insofar as how we deal with it. So stress from a heavy squat session or stress, stress from a bad day at work may feel very different. One is very physical and you can feel the bar pressing down on you. And the other one feels, well, it is by nature intangible. You wouldn't be able to measure it. It'd be hard to describe to someone. It's just a feeling that you experience, but both are stress. Both reduce your capacity to deal with additional stresses on your life. And you need time to recover from both of them. So when you have these periods of high stress in your life, it's important to consider, firstly, what's the, what's most important? So the number one concept that I want to discuss with this is, let's say, and I'll, I'll use an example of, you know, revising for some stressful exams. It's applicable to ESOF at the moment and it's relevant in my scenario at the beginning. Let's say you're revising for exams and also working a job during the day, for example, or you're busy in general. And you are then deciding, well, okay, so how, I still want to respect my diet and training goals. How do I go about setting up my nutrition targets to um, balance everything during this period? And one thing that I see that is that is really common is when things in someone's life become a bit more rigid. So during an exam period, for example, you probably find that you're going to bed a bit earlier, you probably wake up at the same time, life falls into a bit of a predictable routine. And that feels like it lends itself to, you know, being a bit more strict with your diet. So maybe this is the period of time where people start thinking about fat loss, they start thinking about trying low carb, they start thinking about fasting. Just because I think it, the the whole situation with everything tightening up in your life, you psychologically feel like you could handle tightening up on your diet. And actually, you know, going back to what I was saying before, a calorie deficit is is an additional stress. So if you're already dealing with stress from exams, stress from work, and you add in the stress of being in a calorie deficit, it's going to make it harder in general to adhere to everything and then to stick to everything that you need to stick to. So the first thing I would consider is really think about what your goals are during periods of high stress. I would say typically, if things are really stressful in your life, you know, if you're really going through a lot and dealing with lots of different things that aren't diet and training related, your best case scenario with nutrition especially is just to seek to maintain. So have some sensible targets that would be around maintenance and just seek to maintain your weight while still putting some effort into the gym, you know, still using that as a, a way to manage your external stresses, at least from a the way you feel point of view. 
it's also probably with that not the time to try something like Smolov or you know Russian squat masters or any of these kind of super intense routines. You know, don't make too many changes on your training side of this, the training side of things, and don't seek to suddenly drop ten percent of your body weight in an eight week period because everything feels like that's the way you should be going. So be be kind to yourself, I suppose, is the message really when you're thinking about your goals. Really consider, you know, I'm going to be going through a stressful time or I'm going through a stressful time. Maybe I should take my foot off the gas a little bit with nutrition. Have a few simple principles that I stick to. So a calorie target, a protein target, maybe a weekly calorie target and an average protein target. So what? how can I zoom out a level, but, you know, go to the next stage of bird's eye view rather than worrying about what I eat every meal, what I eat every day. Maybe just think, I'm going to have a rough calorie target for the week, a rough protein target for the week, and make sure my weight stays within plus or minus 2%, for example. So that would be thought number one. Don't, don't worry about setting extreme goals for nutrition and diet when other extreme things are happening in your life or other unusual things are happening in your life. So a few other thoughts. Tip number two would be make things fairly bland and fairly automated. So... While it may not, it may not feel like it, you know, for some people, if you don't inherently enjoy cooking, then worrying about complicated, um, you know, macro friendly and inverted comma meals. So trying to fit, you know, complicated protein pancake recipes in, trying to, um, you know, make recipes, make your own quest bars, that sort of thing is probably not the time for that sort of strategy just because it's an extra thing to worry about. It's an extra thing to think about. Personally, during these types of period in my life, I become pretty boring with my food. I tend to eat the same things day in, day out. And actually, while that may seem, you know, a lot of people that I have, have been through exams with actually use food as a crutch. So they, um, things get stressful with exams and they decide to, you know, have a, like a bag, an extra bag of Haribo while they're revising to keep them going. Personally, I've always found that actually detracts from my concentration. And I'd rather just have three, four meals a day that is obviously still foods that I like, but I'm not worrying too much about varying it. I'm not worrying too much about um, throwing different options and playing around with food just because food's not top of my mind at the moment. Because what I'm focusing on is dealing with this period of high stress in my life. So from from tip one and tip two, I now have some fairly fairly general, fairly easy targets to hit that I'm not worrying about anything particularly overly stressful as far as targets are concerned. And then also I'm being fairly consistent, fairly monotonous with my intake. I'm not worried about varying it. I'm not worried about fitting loads of complicated meals around my training. I'm just going three, four meals a day, things I enjoy, but it's the same stuff every day, pretty much. So another strategy that's also worked for me, and this may seem slightly contrary to what I was saying, is trying out nutritional strategies that flux from periods of monotony, as I've just mentioned, to having the odd period of relaxation. So that could be, um, while we don't tend to recommend it most uh, much of the time anymore, something like carb backloading actually facilitates this period during the day where you can pretty much put food to the back of your mind. You know, you know you're, you're avoiding carbs by and large, but you are just eating fairly bland foods, eating fairly bland meals. And then when it gets to the evening, you can have something that you enjoy, you know, some some ice cream, some frozen yogurt. Obviously, 
within this idea that it's within your daily nutritional targets, not overshooting. So that would be another way if the, if being bland, being boring doesn't make sense to you, doesn't sound appealing to you. You could marry periods of time where maybe, you know, during the day, everything's really stressful at work, or maybe you're having, you know, a situation with a loved one for a period of the day. And then you come home and it's nice to sort of unwind, relax, watch a film, disconnect from whatever the stressful period is. And maybe with that, you know, having a pizza or having some, you know, something that you wouldn't maybe normally have as as part of your, you know, you have your carbs for the day, helps you feel relaxed, helps you switch off. So something like carb backloading or even just having one high carb day per week, for example, would be a way of using nutrition to match periods of strict rigidity when maybe the stress is at its highest with periods of relaxation when maybe you can shut off and, you know, chill, use food as a, as a way of helping you relax. So the last tip then is having backup plans. So I think something that we all focus on is plan A. Whenever we're setting a goal and then matching it to um, the process that we're going to follow to take us to that goal, we think about the first thing that we want to do. So we think about the macro targets that we're setting. We think about the training sessions that we want to do. But we don't think about what's going to happen if that can't happen or what's going to happen when that fails. And I think it's actually pretty common during these, again, periods of high stress. So exams, busy time at work, you have every intention of getting three to four sessions in during the, in the gym, but that doesn't quite happen. You have every intention of sticking to your calories, but you just can't make it out the office or you can't get to somewhere to allow you to hit your protein for the day. So it's important to have two, maybe three backup strategies of what you're going to do if and when those things do get in the way. So that could be treating your macros as 48 hour targets. It could be, as I said at the beginning, having forgetting about daily targets and just having a weekly target. It could be reducing protein down to something like 1.8 grams per kilo rather than worrying about two or 2.5 grams per kilo like you might normally shoot for. So it's about setting bare minimums and thinking, even if I do go over on my calories completely this week, or even if I completely undershoot on protein, What's the absolute worst case scenario? So in my opinion, that would be keeping your weight stable is the, the kind of the baseline. So even if everything goes to pot, calories all over the place, there's maybe alcohol in there, meals out, and you don't really know what your targets are, you've stopped tracking. As long as your weight is relatively stable, as long as you're keeping some kind of momentum with your training, I would say as long as this period of stress isn't going to be six months or a year or several years, you'll come out the other end of it just fine, ready to you know, repurpose and refocus on stuff that matters and getting a bit more strict again. But I guess my key message with all of this is the question that was posed on the Facebook group was maintaining nutrition strategies during high stress periods. And I think the phrase maintaining nutrition strategies is key. It's not, we're not looking to make progress here. We are looking to keep where we currently are. We are looking to reduce damages and we are looking to kind of keep a bare minimum in place. And so it's about thinking, you know, considering three or four rules that you want to stick to, whether it be, you know, every day I'm going to do my best to get in 1.8 grams per kilo of protein. And then for the rest of the time, I'm just going to eat to satiety. You know, that, that might be okay. That might work fine for you. I would still suggest measuring your weight two or three times a week just so that you have some kind of lag indicator to let you know how that's working. It might be that you reduce things down from you were training five days a week doing daily undulating periodization with 
you know, occlusion training. You might have everything going for you in the tr- in the gym at the moment, but things get on top of you at work, and you might think, well, instead, I'm just going to do five, three, one on four main lifts, and I'm going to train twice a week. And initially, a lot of you will will get like a knee jerk reaction that that's a bad idea, and that's you're too good for that. That won't work for you. But it's much better than trying to push your diet, push your training during these periods of time where life isn't letting you and ending up either making the stress worse and placing a really strong psychological stress on yourself or risking injury, risking regression, and then coming out of the other side still feeling like you didn't make the progress that you wanted. And some of that comes down to just revising your expectations and revising your goals and moving away from, I want to make loads of progress in this period of my life to, I'm just going to maintain the gym and my fitness during this period and seek to just deal with whatever the high stress period is. All right, guys, so a bit of a short podcast this week. Hopefully there's some useful stuff in there for you. Um, Again, if you head over to the main website, there will be show notes for links to anything I've mentioned in here, resources that I think you may find useful. And the next podcast will be a bit of a different tack. So it'll be Yusuf and I discussing would you rather strategies. All right, guys, that's everything from this episode of the Propane Fitness Podcast, and we'll speak to you soon.